Tom Panos, John McGrath, and we have got a Troy Malcolm who looks as... I, I actually look darker than you again, Troy. I love it. Well, you and I have been going to the solarium <laughs> while he's been... Uh... He's been slowly wow. losing his tan, so that, that's back terrific. To normal, Troy. Back to normal. Sydney's weather. Yeah, <laughs> look, this, this 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 podcast might be handy because I think uh, we're probably going to touch on holidays as being one of the solutions to this problem. John, I get asked one on one by a lot of people. They're normally calls that come in and say, "Listen, you've got to spare 10, 15 minutes. I want to talk you through a few things." And what it is, it's a difficult subject because I don't think agents have got. Uh, the bravado to want to talk about it but in real estate land there is a lot of stress there is a lot of heights from the exhilaration to the depths of depression in 24 hours because deals don't come through there's anxiety we've seen certain real estate agents not making the income that they made in previous years so there's that added stressor there they have staff that leave them because their staff weren't making the money that they were making so John I mean, you run a big corporation, you see a lot of real estate agents. What are your initial thoughts on on the issue and how can agents have some strategies to overcome and reduce stress and anxiety? Yeah, look, I think it's it's a great topic because uh, stress impacts health and health's most important of, of everything as we've discussed many times. So I think it's a really crucial time to be talking about it. First thing is, I'm not 100% sure that there's a lot of stress in real estate other than that which we create. Because at the end of the day, what causes stress in real estate? It's often when you're, when you're dealing with a client and you can't tell them what you've told them before or what you want to tell them. Feedback on a property is coming in from a different level. You haven't got any buyers. And I often say, well, let's, let's look at the stress points and then go back from that. So one of the stress points is often, well, we told the owner we think we'll get them a million and the offers are coming in in the high eights. So I say get better at discussing strategy on price get better at pricing properties. Um, Don't paint yourself in a corner and just ask the owner's permission up front to be totally candid and and transparent in all all communication. And then it's not so much the tough conversation, it's just the real communication that you're having with them. So I think with regard to price, Troy, one of the great challenges is actually created by agents because they kind of put themselves in a corner, they can't get themselves out. So so John, you're saying Poor skill creates self-inflicted stress. Yeah, exactly right. And in sometimes, Tom, it's actually not poor skill; it's it's lack of integrity because people tell them something that they want to hear to get the listing, and then they go back to the office and then they get their colleagues through, and the colleagues said, "You told them what? It's not worth that." And then the buyers come through and they laugh and they say, oh, "Well, come back to me when they've taken three hundred thousand off the price," and that creates stress because you go and tell the client, the client starts screaming, "Well, I wouldn't have spent all this money marketing, Tom, if you'd have told me it was only worth nine hundred. You said, you know, you agreed with me when I said I'd get 1.2. So I think, you know, life is too short for people to be kind of putting themselves in that situation. So I, I encourage people to reverse around or unpack the stresses. So one of them is around price. Another of them is around not managing expectations. So if a client thinks this is going to happen and in actual fact something quite different happens, again, I think that's predominantly our fault as agents. I want to sit down and say, Tom, let's just, you know, now that we've signed up and we're ready to go, let's now talk through what's going to happen from here. And, and I take them through the process. And I, I ensure on my property, certainly when I was listing, that I had very healthy marketing budgets. Because I'd didn't. i rather have that conversation directly and honestly when I listed it, Troy, than in six weeks be apologising and look, well, I know we should have spent more money marketing. I'd rather have the conversation now and say, Tom, we really need to invest in your home. It's the most important asset. 
we have one shot at selling it. You know, let, let's work out what a great marketing campaign looks like. A lot of agents don't have that. And then the stress of the client ringing them and saying, you've had one inspection in four weeks and you know, I'm not getting any interest in it. You told me you were the best agent for the job and I believed you and now I've only got a month to sell the property. What, and John, what about the stress of, of the agent that's been chasing a listing for nine months mm-hmm. and it comes to the pointy end where the owners are selling and then the agent gets that phone call from the vendor that says, John, we loved you, thank you so much, you've been fantastic, but, um, and that but could be we're good friends with another agent or my husband knows um, such and such from from golf and we've decided to give them a go. The the stress of being able to handle um, the fact that you've pretty much heard that you've lost a listing that you've been working on for nine months I think it's the di- there's a level of disappointment in that, and I think any agent that's passionate and committed and wants to do better hates that phone call for a moment. The professionals recognise that. They understand if there's a chance to actually change the view of the client. Client says, well, look, to be honest, I signed it yesterday and I'm pretty happy my husband you know, is a good friend of theirs, so the deal's done. So from my perspective then, the only right thing to do is wish them well and mean it and get on with your life and go and nurture your other 47 people on your pipeline. So I think it's the highs and lows, and I'm, I forgot, Tom, who it was, but I, I, someone at ARIC talked about you've got to take out the highs and take out the lows. Ivan Breshik, stay, I, stay centred. It was really good. And he said, you know, I used to get mega excited and then I'd get mega depressed. And he said, I just found out. And then he said he had a, a coach that he was working with that said, you know, don't get so mega excited. Because guess what? There'll be some other news around the corner that's less exciting. But when that comes, don't get mega depressed either. Yeah. Keep yourself, and, and he, you know, I thought it was a great speech Ivan gave, and, and he talked about you know, staying centred and the energy that gives you and, and the core strength that you get from that. So, I mean, I'm an excitable person, as you guys are too, but you know, I've kind of learned to put everything in perspective. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's just a listing, I'm excited, I'm enthusiastic, I'm, I'm, it's a great listing to get, but let's get now move on and get it sold. And, you know, we might lose another one tomorrow morning. So I, I think that it's, we, as agents, we need to manage our own expectation. So I think detach yourself from the outcome. Just all you can control is the process. And if the process is listing, um, prospecting, other activities that generate listings, just keep focused on those. And, and have enough activities. Like if you have 100 in your pipeline, Tom, and you miss two, you don't miss a, a good you'll, night's you'll, sleep. You'll be definitely less stressed, won't you? But, well, you've got 98 to go. If you yeah. have two in your pipeline, three in your pipeline, you miss two, yeah. kind of 66% of your business has just walked out and you start stressing. Um, well, you may start stressing. I still, I still um, are of the view, am of the view that stress is your response to a certain set of circumstances. It's not the circumstance, it's your response. Yeah. So a good example of that is... Um, grand finals or examinations. Yeah. Some people do their best work in an exam. They're like, they just go in the zone and yeah. they just their pen flows. Some people play their best game of the year in the grand final. Others yeah. crumble yep. and within 15 minutes they wish they, you know, they weren't there. So same event, it's different people's response. So, so can I ask, John, um, is there things, and you've been kind enough to uh, introduce me and um, um, get me involved with Tim Brown, Oh, yeah, um, awesome. And, and I'm just thinking... TM, Transcendental Meditation. Transcendental Meditation. And I'm just... Some of the things that, you know, Tim's been outstanding at is the ability to 
to stay centred, as Ivan Breshik mm. said, mm. the ability to remain detached from a situation mm. and the ability to actually understand your response to the situation is what causes the stress, mm. not the event itself. Spot on, spot on. Um, well, for example, doing, learning a form of meditation is a good tool. Uh, um, you know, and, and, and the tool has embedded in it with the technologies or the philosophies that you just spoke about, which is really detach yourself. But, you know, exercise is a good de-stressor. Yeah. Uh, laughter is a good de-stressor. Meditation. There's so many things you can be doing. Um, but I think it's really critical to kind of work out where you get stressed. Think about the last 12 months. We've just not long ago finished the financial year. Last 12 months, can you remember either regular experiences or events that caused you to stress? At which point, if you think back prior to that, is there anything you could have done? So someone might say, I was stressed, I bought a new house, and then I went to sell my house and it passed in at auction. Well, maybe the lesson is don't buy a new house till you sold your old one. Yeah. Because you don't need that stress in your life, and that would be nice to get yours sold, and the greatest stress is then I have to rent for six months. Um, you know, again, you had three vendors scream at you because you couldn't get the price you wanted. Well, have a think about it. Did you promise a price or make it look like you were overly confident in achieving a price that you didn't know if you were going to be able so, to so, achieve? So, so, John, you're saying that how much of it did you contribute towards the stress? hundred percent. And the same when you're dealing with buyers, Tom. I'll often, I'll, I'll hear less experienced agents in my company often They'll say things, I'll, I'll overhear conversations they're having with buyers, and congratulations, it's so exciting, it's such a beautiful home. And they'll get off the phone and I'll say, so Troy, um, what happened? Was that a buyer, obviously? And they said, yeah, yeah, really excited, we just got offer and acceptance. And I said, so why are you congratulating them? Because all you've got is offer and acceptance and you're now setting yourself up to have a, cri a client crying down the phone to you because it didn't go through because sometimes deals don't go through. Yeah. So I, my conversation around that is, you know, Troy, congratulations, we've got first base, which is we've got offer and acceptance. So that's the good news. The bad news is until we exchange contracts, the deal can fall over at any given point in time. Either someone can come up with a higher offer or the client can change their mind. So we ain't popping any champagne until we've got exchanged, we've got the deposit in the bank and I put the sold sign up at which point you and I'll have a, a celebratory, um, you know, champagne. Well, I don't drink, but you know, most people they'd, they'd do something like that. So, again, the agent causes it because congratulations, excited. The the buyer goes and tells all their friends at work. They tell their family, and then the next day the client rings up and said, you know, we've had a terrible night's sleep. We just figured out we don't want to sell this property. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh my god, I have to go back to the buyer and tell them after they've told everyone they yeah. bought it. So that's an instance, I think, of where you control the stress or not. Because all you're doing is delaying the excitement because they're still going to be excited when you ring them and say, now's the time to celebrate. You've actually got it now with the exchange. But you don't do it prematurely. It's yeah. like when agents say to me, oh, it's fantastic. I just listed this beautiful waterfront. I said, where's the paperwork? Oh, I'm going to pick it up next week. No, no, you haven't listed it. You've got the first base, which is verbal, offer yeah. acceptance. Don't you dare celebrate. Can you get around there tonight and yeah. get the paperwork done? Because otherwise you again create this level of disappointment by pretending to yourself you've got an outcome that you haven't got yet. Yeah. So I think these are some of the things that our listeners can hopefully learn from and just manage their own expectations, manage their clients' expectations, give themselves some tools. Such poor, as poor systems cause stress, don't they? I, like uh, when taking on more than you can yeah. do, not having the systems, yeah. being disorganised. Losing keys to a property the morning of an open for inspection. 
So I 100% That's agree. That's a checklist, on. system things, isn't it? Systems. Systems. And so you should have all those. Take the time to have the checklist to get it in place on Friday afternoon. Make sure you get the contract, the keys, the brochures, everything you need. Don't wait till Saturday morning. When you're running in and all of a sudden someone else has left it at home or they've gone for a drive up the coast and they've got the key in their car and you're stressed. Yeah. So little things like that, just have a think about, you know, what were the last 10 things you got stressed about? Write them down and think about what do could I have done to remove that stress? Do you, do you get stressed, Troy? I do, and I wrote down, I, I've downloaded an app on the iTunes store. It's called One Giant Mind, mm-hmm. um, and it teaches you. It's 12 easy steps to learn how to meditate. 20 yeah, minutes a day, good. and it's awesome. That's There's a 30-day challenge, so One Giant Mind, if you want to jump on, yeah. I think it's free to download or $1.49 or whatever they charge, but that's actually managed my stress. Because like you were on a Saturday, Tom, from 8 o'clock in the morning, we're on the road, auctions. The stressful part is not necessarily the auction. It's getting to the next auction on time so you don't disappoint the vendors. So I found right. by managing that stress level and the Monday to Friday stuff that we all we get very busy with, um, that's actually helped a lot. First thing in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, 20 minutes, and I'm good for well, the that's, day. I, I think it's been an exciting podcast because I think it's given a lot of responsibility and power back to an agent to mm. tell them mm. that a lot of these things you can um, actually take control of. Don't be a, a drama type agent. And a, there, is a, there is a lot of agents that catastrophize and take something and make it huge and they immerse themselves in it. And the same other agent looks at it, looks at what's the gift, what's the solution here, and they move on. So I think um, it's damn exciting to know that if you're someone that has anxiety, stress, whether it's external things, meditation, exercise, laughter, systems, checklists, or whether it's just the way that you change to view the problem, you can reduce your stress levels. Look forward to seeing you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you, realestate.com. See you guys next week. Thanks, Thanks Steve. Can't wait.